Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, Kyle Anderson, not in that Timberwolves trade, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Still another day left. Uh, We knew the Wolves were going to try to add a little depth at guard. Um, And, like, what a cool name, Monty Morris. Like, so we got a guy with a cool name. I think it's good. Uh, All-star game coming up soon. So, fun stuff. Wolves kind of, woof, rough deal last night in Chicago. Um, You know, at least we have one team to share for last night, the Gophers. Gophers men's basketball team looking good. So, kind of fun. Uh, some fun stuff in the sports world going on right now as uh, we get ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, when I think of, you know, the Super Bowl of media reporters and voices in town, our next guest is for sure in that conversation. It's time for Jason Talks the Media. Our guest today is the editor of Twin Cities Business. Uh, she is an entrepreneur as well with her own startup, and she's one of the earliest online digital voices in this community of journalists who are online telling stories in a different way. Uh, I am a huge fan of Allison Kaplan, uh, and Allie joins us in studio today. It's so good to have you here. Well, so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You have been innovating in local journalism for more than 20 years. Oh, my God. Do we have to, did make, you think, do we have to put numbers on did it? Did you expect to be this old and still doing <laughs> it? That's the real question. I, I, I wasn't I, – I, I certainly didn't know if I would still be I doing know. it. I know. I feel like you and I were on panels together talking about, you know, yeah. these things, tw- the blogs, Twitters blogs. and the, right, the blogs. Exactly. We both have blogs. Even before social media. I think so, sometimes I think we're going back to – that sort of thing. Right. Having your own website, writing uh, digital, you know, we have like news organizations right. that are all focused on like digital first. You got to get online with your story. And it's like, oh, yeah, we were doing that 20 years ago. No the, one no one cared. The more things change. That's yeah. right. That's right. What is the biggest challenge of editing a business magazine in, in the Twin Cities? I would say for us at Twin Cities Business, because we are sort of, all, you know, general interest business, everything is business. Yeah. It's really choosing what to cover mm. and, and what to put a, a stake in the ground about, especially with a small team and amazing stories and people in our business community. It's figuring out where to insert ourselves. This is a competitive marketplace, which is fantastic about the Twin Cities. But you have to, you, you have your magazine. Yes. You also compete against the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal that in, Who? in a different the way. What? Who? Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
It is, and the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press. You know, I mean, yeah, it's funny. I literally came from down the street. I was at the Minneapolis Club speaking to uh, the Women's Economic Roundtable. I don't know how I got into that room, uh, but I faked my way through it, mm-hmm. and I was talking a little bit about our point of view. And I think it's important to know your point of view as a media organization, especially because we're not the daily newspaper. We're not the newspaper of record, and that allows us the freedom to, you know, to think about what. Where do we want to go a little deeper? Where can we go beyond the headlines and answer some questions and also celebrate without being the Chamber of Commerce what what is good about business? It is tricky, right? Because your audience, your subscribers Mm -hmm. are business people. And I think often you hear uh, people in the community say, why do we have so much media covering business and really very little media covering labor, the workers are, you know, True. It, it is. And my answer is, well, the workers don't subscribe <laughs> so, well, to a certain degree. Like you have to think of who your audience is, but like, there is a little bit of a balance. True. There, right? I mean, I think, you know, the, the history of Twin Cities business, which celebrated 30 years, uh, locally owned company in the Twin Cities celebrated 30 years last year is that, all media had a really negative hmm. viewpoint on business at the time. That was the history of it. And it was... Isn't that funny? 30 years ago that... Yeah, so for opposite. Sure. And it was, you know, nobody thought it was cool. Nobody was talking about, you know, being an entrepreneur then. It was Burt Cohn and Gary Johnson and, and these guys who... And Jay Novak, the first editor, who said, there's a way to talk about business as a force for good yeah. and an inspiration. Look, we have to make money to support the nonprofits, to do... Do right. the, the projects to make the city work. And so it was just kind of taking a slightly different uh, bent on it, which I think was ahead of its time, really. Allie Kaplan is with us, editor of Twin Cities Business. I do think that's such a good point. The idea of the startup, the entrepreneur. I mean, obviously, when we think of business in the Twin Cities, you sometimes think of the big guys, right? Your right. targets, your Best Buy. Right. You know, understandably, huge employers, 3M, import General Mills. We have these this giant Fortune 500. Yep. But when you think about like how do we inspire the next generation to take the Twin Cities and move it into something good? Right. A lot of that energy I feel comes from sort of that entrepreneurial. Is it biomedical? Is it uh, computer programming? Is it manufacturing? Is yep. it what are the what are the startups that that as you survey the scene? You know what. Obviously, we know biomedical and Rochester and Medtronic and that sort of sector has been big for us. But are there areas that you think like, ah, keep your eye on this. This is kind of interesting. I mean, I think there – well, yes. And I was going to say our next issue, which is about to come out uh, by the end of this week, is the business of healthcare. We did a mm. special issue, Deep Dive, talking about the med tech hub designation that Minnesota is vying for and talking about all of the innovators. And we put innovators on the cover because, to your point, that's the future. Now, most of them come out of the big companies, and I think that's what's so cool about this market and why Fortune 500s are incredibly important, but we have to look beyond, too. And I think the Fortune 500s could do more to support all of the innovation. In terms of other sectors, I think a lot of interesting things are happening with software and AI, wellness, you know, in in lots of different forms, and the intersection of technology and mental health. And, um, you know, and also we're such a strong market for CPG, for consumer product goods. So many great, cool brands breaking out from the Twin Cities. Do we think big enough here? No. 
No, I think that is our problem and that, that that's a question that comes up frequently. I think one of our biggest problems is not that we don't have the talent, not that we don't have the money. We're not loud enough about yeah. it. We're maybe not as loud as some other markets, but it's all happening. I get frustrated that like in the food or consumer product space, people come up with an idea and, you know, they sell it at the farmer's market, and which is great and I think it's really good. And then when they start manufacturing and getting bigger, they sort of get looked down upon like, oh, well, now you're a sellout. Like, I think there's that weird energy in this town. It's funny. I was because I want people to sell their business and come up with the next one and get big and let's be let's have national businesses based and and stay here and then those people who sell like like Angie from Angie's Boom Chicka Pop then they can help the next the next one come up. I was at a a launch party last week for Muzza Chutney Beach Ride. I mean, amazing brand. You know, uh, it's a family operation and it's from family recipes. They started at the farmer's market, but they are now – they just entered Target and they're at Kroger and they are making that national play. But it is so hard and it takes so much money. And they are having trouble finding the money here. They have to go outside the Twin Cities to get it. That's okay. That's okay. okay. I I don't think we should look at that as necessarily a negative. I do think that there are opportunities for more people here. There are deep pockets in Minnesota, but Minnesotans aren't wired to be angel investors. We're not investors. We need more of them. There are a couple little things. Not enough. That's that's where we That's why we don't have companies build here. I think that's part of it, that, that there is a sense that you can't get someone to fund you. Yeah, so I think we, you, you that can, is the reputation you can launch, but you can't grow. Right. But you know what? You look at some of the companies that are growing here, and yeah, maybe they did get investors from San Francisco or Boston or New York. That's okay. They're building their teams here. They're finding the talent here and making the connections. I think it's okay. I think we're too hard on ourselves. Allie Kaplan is the editor of Twin Cities Business. Are there too many losers working at home with their cat? blankets not adam platt he's in the office and he is so glad to hear the mayor calling everybody out adam platt who is uh one of your executive he's our friend he's the the executive editor uh i have to say nice things about him because he just wrote an article about my billboard yes thank you for sharing that story with us i think it's a, a really good and interesting story that isn't just about how enterprising and entrepreneurial you are but the state of media yeah today yeah, I thought he did a nice job of like broadening it out. Yeah, because just me buying a billboard, whatever. Well, but they're good billboards. I'm glad to hear they're going to be more. Uh, I don't feel like a loser, and I do like uh, I like a mix of hybrid and going in. I think most most people do. <laughs> yes. Although I'm here every day too. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm very interested in getting paid more for coming downtown. If that's an option, if there's a showing hey. up to work premium, sign me up. It's four nineteen. I want to talk about. The business that Allie has started up, her original beat here in the Twin Cities was retail. So we'll talk about that. And uh, we'll do the lightning round, too, as Jason Talks to Media continues here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Allie Kaplan is with us. She's the editor of Twin Cities Business Magazine. We both have kids at college in New York City. Yes, comparing notes. It's, uh... The money just goes direct. It's so... Direct to New like, York. what are we doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know what so we're much, doing. <laughs> so much money. We're just media people. I know. And our kids are surrounded by rich kids, which this is... This is true. This is true. Which is different. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go to college in New York. Yeah, me too. Sounds like <laughs> just, a lot of fun. Just a year, a semester right? abroad. Could I take a sabbatical? Anything. I could probably do this show from New York, but then I'd be one of those work from work remote losers. <laughs> yeah, so don't be that I don't want to be that. You, uh, we mentioned your blog in your digital space originally. It was called Alley Shop. Yes, you covered retail for the Pioneer Press. Yeah. Do you miss really covering retail and then for the Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine? That's too. right. Um, I don't feel like I. I actually feel like I'm still more connected to it than I intended to be. It's hard to. It's just hard to quit. It's kind of like you and food, right? I yeah. mean, you're just when you have certain areas and you've been in a city where you kind of know the landscape. You know, people still tell me stuff that's stop? happening. Right, right. I still do that little shop girls radio show on Saturdays with my mother because she won't let me quit. And uh, it, it's fun to to keep a hand in that. And you know what? It's it's business. It's a different kind of business. It's about local. It's it's about, um, you know, being entrepreneurial, and I still love it. Do you think people look at retail as a, a space for journalism to take place? Do they look at it differently today than they did maybe 20 years ago? Well, um... Did your fellow journalists take you seriously? Uh, I guess that's sort of my question. Yeah, I mean... Because I got know, a lot of crap for covering food. Like, it was just like a pretend beat, and you were just trying to get a free meal. Sure. My frustration and part of what led me down the path that I went down was that everyone who was covering retail when I was in the newspaper business didn't like shopping. Mm. They sort of looked down on it themselves. Yeah. They didn't really actually go to stores or to the places they were writing about. And I thought there was a way that you could talk about the business of it, but also kind of capture the humanity and the consumer perspective. And so I tried to bridge that. And that's really what led me down the road of doing sort of a mix of business and lifestyle. Tell us about uh, your entrepreneurial effort called Mother Of. Mother Of, yes. So a question that I have gotten so many times through the years on radio and beyond is, where do I find a mother of the bride dress? Now, I know you're thinking this, who cares? This isn't a big deal. Well, it is to the millions of women who are 50 and over, who have money to spend, who don't feel like the fashion and retail world is paying attention to them. They are missed. They are just an overlooked demographic and a huge opportunity. And after I answered this question for like the thousandth time, I thought, why is there not a, a, a place for them? Why is there not a community? Why is there not a resource? So I built it. I created a platform where we're, we're literally just curating dresses. We're not selling. It's not a store. We're curating dresses and talking to that customer, talking to that demographic and helping her navigate what is a very intimidating purchase. It's called motherof.com. Co. Yeah. Like company. We couldn't afford the com. Too expensive. <laughs> the, the M is just too The M hard. really is. The M kills you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe one day. I love how 
you have it sort of categorized because different weddings have different themes. And so you can find like black tie or cocktail or yeah. daytime or curvy yeah. or, or bargain or whatever. Yeah. And I've had a lot but of But then friends. you have the stories, which is the really. Stories. The stories. Because, I mean, I think of everything. I mean, I'm a journalist. I'm a storyteller. And so to me, what's missing when you see dresses on models and they're usually shown on 20-year-olds who are six feet tall and a size zero and it's not relatable. Yeah. I want to see these dresses on real women and then I want to know the story. And so that's what we're doing. We're telling stories of women from all around the country. Well, check that out. Are you like, are you selling advertising on it or how do you make any money? So it's affiliate marketing. Oh, so when you click that's the link, you get the. Exactly. Yeah. So we're. Learning, You're like those 24 year old influencers. Oh, hey, with their trying to keep up. Run, shop, run, run. Go to your like, but it, like it, to shop to know me, yeah, like me, whatever. That's it's, more that influencer stuff. driven. But there are a lot of platforms. It's a very complex world, more complex than it needs to be. But it's interesting to figure that out, too. It's cool. It's got to be fun for you. I mean, when you cover business and you get inspired by other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Do you, you feel like, well, I should probably try this. I mean, <laughs> I assume there are things that bit. you've learned that make oh, your. So much, yeah. so much. I mean, I feel like when I started Alley Shops on my own before I joined Minneapolis St. Paul. Yeah, I, I had no clue what I was doing. When I think about it now, I just sort of did it instinctively and did OK. But yes, I've learned so much about you know, raising money and and setting up a business and marketing. And, yeah, it's it's been an incredible. I feel like I've gotten my MBA by working at Twin that. Cities Business. Allie Kaplan, editor of Twin Cities Business. It is time uh, for the Jason Talks the Media lightning round. Okay. What is your favorite lake? Uh, um, I'm going to go Cedar because it's the closest to my house. I like Cedar Lake. <laughs> Very, uh, Very modern architecture around yeah. there. Yes. I love it. Minneapolis or St. Paul? Pick a side. Oh, Minneapolis. Sorry. Yeah. I think I'm people know. I, think I people did live know. on they the- could tell. I did live in St. Paul for a number of years. Beach or swimming pool? <sighs> These are really tough ones. <laughs> really, I'm hitting you with the hard stuff. Um, beach, I'd rather look out at the ocean. Toilet paper, un- under or over? Over. Yeah. Obviously. Some, there are monsters who go under. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Oh, both. Beer or wine? Wine. Last TV show you loved? Uh, tiny, beautiful things. Just finished it. Oh. As a member of the media, do you consider yourself left wing or far left wing? <laughs> Abstain. <laughs> so, just a joke. <laughs> and finally, what is your favorite thing about me? Um, I love that you are candid about everything, Jason. You can talk about anything and you're willing to just call it like it is. Some people last night were telling my wife at this meet and greet we had for a trip we're taking. Yeah. They were telling her things that I say on the radio about her. I'm like, that is not helpful. <laughs> if we're going to be candid on this show, like we need to, we have a your little cone of silence. More here. should be written about your wife oh. putting up with you all these years. People can follow you on Instagram. Sure. At Alley Shops. I'm still Alley Shops. A-L-I-S-H-O-P-S. Can't get rid of that branding. I just can't. It's too it's, good. I'm stuck with it. And then make sure you read. I Every day I log on uh, to Twin Cities Business Magazine. Thank you. Uh, TCBmag.com. So check it out. Sign up for the newsletter. Thanks, Thanks Alley. Jason. This was fun. 431. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, a little politics talk. Two of the candidates for president 
are such non-factors, one of them lost to none of the above. And there is no one else on the ballot. What is going on in a time where we say we hate the two candidates that we seem to be stuck with? Why can't anyone get any traction? We'll talk about that. Your input welcome at 651-461-9226. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.